Tom Bernard Show with Mike Molina, Dave Schrader, and the Hackmaster, Ralph Toy Basham, MD. And Catherine and Andy are going to be there eventually. And it's Dentia. It'll It'll work out. It'll all work out in the end. We'll be right back. Tom Bernard Show. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant. What's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. It's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? uh, Either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Due to the billions of marketing dollars spent by Walzer Automotive on Tom Bernard Podcast, you hopefully know that Walzer sells cars. What you might not know is that they also have two full-service collision repair centers in the Twin Cities. They're fully certified by all insurance carriers and can help you navigate all the paperwork if you ever have an accident. But wait, there's more. They've also been in the paintless dent repair business for nearly 30 years and can take those pesky dings out for just a fraction of what traditional bodywork costs. Broken windshield? Walzer Collision is a fleet of full-service mobile glass repair trucks as well. Walzer are pros at body and glass repair, but don't take my word for it. They have an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and a nearly perfect 4.8 Google rating. Check them out at walzercollision.com. How about that? Hollywood swinging because Kristen Bird is on the phone. Are you swinging? I am totally swinging. How are you? How, why is it that country and western singers say sh- swinging instead of swinging? Doesn't everything have a twang? When we were swinging. Yeah, swang rhymes with a lot more than swing. Well, that's yeah. probably true. That's, that is probably true. Kristen, I've been watching this TV show on C- Cinemax. It's uh, Mike Judge, the guy who, who started King of the Hill. Mm-hmm. He has this half-animated, half-live-action uh, show called Tales from the Tour Bus. Oh, Co- I think that's good. Oh, the country western people are all mentally ill, and I mean severely <laughs> mentally ill. There's not one so far. I'm five episodes in, and not one episode so far has a star of the episode not shot someone. Well, that's what Mike Judge says in the yeah. uh, the opening. He goes, he well, today we're going to tell the story, and much like the last five, this guy tried to kill someone. That's <laughs> when he starts it off and goes right into it. it. And that's all country western? Just- it's all country yeah. western, yeah. Whoa. Yeah, Johnny Paycheck. Who else has he got? He's got Johnny Paycheck. He's got uh, George Jones and Tammy Wynette, Waylon Jennings, um, Merle Haggard, some guy I've never heard of. But it's like he, he does these five or six, and they're all Texas-based musicians which is where 
Mike Judge is from, but right. it's a really well done and it's fascinating little series. Oh, and Jerry Lee Lewis, who I guess is not from Texas, but Louisiana. Louisiana, he's one of the boys. Yeah. Mickey Gilly and Jimmy Swaggart and Jerry Lee Lewis. I'm gonna shoot you. Honestly, God, Kristen, every every episode, there a, the fifth episode is a guy named uh, what's his name Billy Joe Shaver. Right, I guess Billy Joe Shaver. I think that's who it is. I never even heard of him, so I don't. I don't know. I knew the other ones, George Jones and Tammy Wynette and <laughs> Jerry Lee Lewis. And who was the first one about again? He shot somebody. Uh, Johnny Paycheck. Johnny Paycheck. He was really nuts. Who chose his name because Johnny Cash and Johnny Dollar were big at the time, so he chose Johnny Paycheck. Johnny Paycheck. <laughs> who was That's I be- kind of amazing. I love that. Yeah. I believe Johnny Paycheck was an Olympian from Poland, the original Johnny Paycheck. Oh, really? Yeah, and there was no C in it. It was just C H E K. Uh but it's a pretty fascinating show because I didn't know this, but George Jones had three separate personalities. Did you know that? I didn't. Oh, that what is a great story. His three personalities, he was George Jones, he was Old Man, and he was Donald Duck. No, just the Duck. They call, they wouldn't go with wouldn't Donald. Go with Donald. I don't think Even they could legally Donald go. Duck. Yeah, right. Yeah, just the Duck. And he, he would... The duck would talk to the old man, and then the old man and the duck would get in an argument. And then George, this is all in his head now, and but he's doing all the voices. And he has to settle them down constantly by drinking two to three bottles of whiskey a day. Oh, my God. Woo! And then one time while having a fight, he goes, that's it. Makes the tour bus driver pull over, and he yells at the duck and throws the duck off the bus. And That's the whole correct. time, he's standing on the ledge, and he's making that wah, 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 wah. And he makes it, and they leave, and they get like 10, 15 minutes down the road, and he's like, we gotta go back for him. And they're like, yeah. And he's like, no, we gotta go get the duck. And they all thought he was nuts, but he made him turn the tour bus around and go pick the duck back up. Kristen, <laughs> <laughs> you gotta watch this thing. It's First of all, Mike Judge is funny as hell anyway. Yeah. Because King of the Hill was a great show, but Honest to God, he gets deep, deep, deep into this stuff. It is unbelievable. The kind of stuff that Tammy Wynette and George Jones used to pull on. George Jones would, would uh, she'd take all the booze and bust all his booze bottles and throw away the car keys and all the rest of it. So he'd hop on his lawnmower and ride it into town to buy a few bottles of booze. And it was unbelievable. These are true stories. Yes, they're amazing. These are true stories, and every one of them so far, I'm through five episodes, and and they, the star of it has shot someone <laughs> every time. <laughs> a, I, and my favorite line is, I, I, if it was, uh, gosh, I'm trying to remember if it was it was Waylon Jennings or or uh, Waylon was always getting in fights. Who's too. the one that shot the guy through the mouth? Oh, well, I haven't gotten to that one yet. It's this great scene. It's it was very reminiscent of Chappelle's show with the uh, um, uh, Charlie Murphy stories, and he's he's telling the story about how he goes in the bar and this guy's hitting on his wife, and he starts getting irritated, and then he goes, "Hey, you're gonna have to knock this off." And the guy goes, "Well, let's take it outside." He goes, "So then we start walking outside, and the guy at the door, the bouncer, hands him a gun, and he thinks, "Oh boy, man, this is it. I'm in trouble." So he reaches into his boot and pulls out a Derringer, and he gets out there and. Then they show the cartoon version of the guy with the gun in his hand. He's like, I'm going to kill you. Uh, and he pulled the gun on me, and then they stopped the video. And then they cut back, and he goes, well, now, according to court records and everybody there, all he did was pull a knife. <laughs> and he goes, and he goes, uh, and he shoots the guy, and it goes through one cheek and out the other and leaves a hole. And he goes, I shot him right between the mother and the 
<laughs> and it was so funny, that was, but just weird. That must be Billy Joe Shaver because he's the one who carried a Derringer in his yeah, boot. Yeah, and that's what it was. I haven't finished that episode oh, yet. He's it still is so crazy. Honestly, God, it's it's so entertaining because these people are all of them are severely <laughs> mentally ill, and they they write these great country and they all westerns. Own guns. How about that? Oh. Yeah, well, uh, I, I do. If, if you want to talk gun control, we're gonna have we got a big job ahead of us because last I checked, there are three hundred million guns in the United States of America. How many? That's how many there are. That's three hundred million. And the num- and I don't know what the percentage is that are papered. So, yeah, so right. you know, there's you know, there's yeah. papered and unpapered guns, and there's a number of guns that were before any kind of gun control laws or registration or uh, background checks or anything that people purchase guns and they're just there because they're around and no one knows where they are who has them and what what they're being used for but yeah, wow. they're, they're around and then of course there's illegal uh, import of guns too so yeah so uh, yeah the 300 million is just the ones we know of actually That's right. there are tons and the problem is they said most of those guns uh that are not papered came in uh, drug lords from like Juarez and places like that brought hundreds and thousands of guns into the United States. It's unbelievable. I think that actually they should pass a law that only I should be able to carry a gun. What do you think, Kristen? Only you. Oh, oh okay, Catherine. <laughs> Kristen playing the part of Catherine today. Only you. Only you. <laughs> I was like, I, but you know what? I have to say on all of this, I am so inspired by all the kids that are kind of like absolutely motivated. This is great. This is really great because yep. a lot of them didn't vote in the last election. Now, obviously, some of them aren't old enough to vote, but um, hopefully this motivates sort of that 18 to 30, you know, demographic to vote and get more politically active as well. But how are they going to get rid of the guns? They can't get rid of the guns. It's not yeah, going to happen. I don't know how you do that. I, I don't. I, I wish there was like a real easy solution, and there's not because I think to me, especially, and I think I've said this before, living in Hollywood, I see the need for especially celebrities to protect their family and have a handgun. Yeah. Um, so I'm not one of those like every single gun needs to go away. An assault rifle, come on, guys! Like it, you don't need to own an AR-15, but having a yeah. handgun. There's so many weird, crazy stalkers out there. I get it, um, but you know all these assault rifles out there. I don't understand why people i understand like if you like guns and Mm -hmm. things like that like Mm -hmm. i get why you're like this is i want to own as many guns as possible because you're probably a responsible gun owner but unfortunately there's too many irresponsible people getting assault weapons yeah that's the issue christian but if you're trying to defend your family what would you rather be rather be using a handgun or an ar-15 well, let's really think about this. And this is the one other thing that I have to say. I know that everyone's always like, but if a good guy is armed with a gun, then they'll stop this. Honestly, half the time, I'm like, if your gun is locked up and someone is breaking into your house, do you have enough time to, like, unlock it, load it, get up there? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, oftentimes, they'll just have plenty of time to shoot you, and you're trying to, like, load your gun and get, get ready and get going. Um, wait, wait a second. I mean, wait, wait a second. You know, you, your gun's not unloaded. You think you th- so? You, you think that everybody keeps their handgun and their AR-15 unloaded to protect their family? Not everyone, but some people probably do because they have some kids people and they do. want to yeah. make sure. You know, I mean, some people that are going to practice like the utmost of gun safety, yes. Yeah. Other people, mm-hmm. no. But I'm just saying, when you really think about it, are you able to react? Are you able to wake up? Are you able? Do you know what I'm saying? You don't know what is going to happen in that moment because 
anytime something happens, the adrenaline is rushing. Do you have the wherewithal to like do exactly what you think you're going to do? Things don't always play out that way. I know that I've been in like emergency situations and I think I'm going to do one thing and I do the complete opposite. Hmm. Hey, yeah. Well, Kristen, if somebody breaks into my house uh, and I want to scare them off, I do not have a gun. I'll just play Fergie's rendition of the national anthem and yeah, run they'll away. Do it. They'll just run <laughs> that away. Ah! Everyone away. That's the worst. <laughs> that was the worst. No, that wasn't the worst. Roseanne's really is the worst. Yeah. However, um, doing a, an open interpretation of the national anthem is always a bad idea. Um, especially, she's not a strong singer to begin with, so I'm surprised no. that they asked for it. No, that's true. In the first place. Wait, but she at sings? The same time, I'm like, don't go jazzy. Come on. So the- go in a lower key so you can sing it well. Yeah, so the only thing would have been worse if they would had interpretive dance with it. <laughs> a little interpretive dance. I think that would have saved it. Yeah. Honestly, that probably would have saved Graham, it. A little Martha Graham going on with it. That would have saved it. Yeah, it was pretty interesting. Whenever NBA players are laughing because the national anthem is so bad, you know it's really <laughs> bad. And I just, I don't know what to tell you. I, I don't know what's wrong with this country, but we need to get this straightened out because this, this country has gone mad. It's lost its mind. Everybody hates everybody, and everybody's going to do this, and everybody's going to do that. It's like, once you all settle down, sit down, shut up, get off your ass, and get a job, be quiet. There, I just straightened out America. That's right. Now, I do need a favor from you, Kristen, uh, in yeah. the next two weeks, I think it is. Maybe week to two weeks. I need you, when you're on the red carpet for the Oscars, mm-hmm. to push Jimmy Kimmel down. Oh, that's a good idea. I can't stand it. way to get him. my credential yanked, right? <laughs> oh, God, I can't stand Jimmy Kimmel. He is such a fraud. Did you hear what he said? About gun control? Now about conservatives. And I'm not a conservative. I'm as centrist as they get. Everybody should live a happy life. Just stop arguing about every little item. He said conser- he conservatives are not smart enough to be talk show hosts. Oh, are you? Are you really that smart there, Jimmy? You've been riding on everybody's back your entire career, and then you got your own talk show, and you come in fourth, and there are only three talk shows. How's that happen? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's just he's so unlikable. God, is he unlikable. Oh, except for when he was talking about his baby, I admired that because he showed true emotion then. You're talking about your own baby. That that, that was good. That was really, really good. And Don Rickles. Don Rickles, yeah. Oh, that out. was good. Yeah, yeah, when he came out and talked about Rickles and started getting choked up. Yeah, Rickles was the best, too. It's funny because when you said three, you forgot about Conan. No, I didn't. <laughs> oh, were you talking about Everyone Colbert and Jimmy Fallon? Colbert, Jimmy Fallon. I don't count Conan because he's on like uh, PBS. The, yeah. He, yeah, I think he's on the PBS channel or something. <laughs> like. Well, remember when we looked up the late night ratings for everybody, and they didn't even mention him though. No, they didn't even mention <laughs> Conan. <laughs> they didn't even mention him. Um, Isn't that crazy when you think about it? He went from the Tonight Show to like not even mentioned. Yeah, to not even existing. It's his hair, I think. I think it was his hair. <laughs> That's why I shaved mine off. God, I thought of you yesterday. I saw I was watching America's Funniest Home Videos, uh-huh. and this grandfather's uh, got his grand, but probably a three-year-old grandson on his lap. He goes, "Okay, Timmy, where's my nose?" And the kid touches grandpa's nose. <laughs> he goes, "Where are my lips?" And he goes, "Lips," and touches the lips. Where are my ears? Touches the ears. Where's my hair? Puts his hand on top of his head and go. All gone. <laughs> <laughs> All, All gone. gone. It was just really, really cute. But yeah, I so if, if you could do that for me, just push him down. I don't want you to hurt him or anything. Just push him down. 
great idea. You don't seem convinced. Will you bail me out? Of course I would. Okay. Absolutely. We'll take. Just know I have your cell phone and I will be calling (laughs) at a weird hour. I understand. He won't fly to LA and bail me out. Yeah, he he won't be able to answer until it's. 4 a or 5 a.m. when he's awake till about 6 p.m. Yes, exactly. You got to catch him just before he gets to Denny's for late uh, for early dinner too. That calls me. So you're telling me that I'm going to be in jail for a while before he's able to bail me out. You'll be fine. Yeah, that call's going to go like this. Christian, Christian, never heard of her. <laughs> exactly. It'll be Quick. fine. Don't worry about a and thing. And then I will have wasted my one phone call. No, no, no. just just Facebook me. I'll put together a, a GoFundMe page. We'll get you out of there in a week or so. A week, I love it. <laughs> yeah, you and Je- you and your here he is, Kristen starring as Caged Heat. <laughs> now we're talking. Not that you know what? I'm five three. I'm not like the most menacing person. It's I'm gonna have to sit there and like really try hard to push him over. <laughs> but you can smart outsmart him. Catch him off balance. That's the whole key to martial arts is catching people off balance. So just watch a couple of martial arts uh, videos, and then you'll. He'll be on his ass before you know it. I could Nancy Kerrigan him. Yeah. Wow. Right. You know, that's why I asked you to do it, because you're, you're a thinker. Wait a minute. Nancy <laughs> Kerrigan, does that mean you're just going to win a gold medal and rub it in his face? Yeah, there you go. She didn't win the gold, though. She won the silver, and then uh, she that's complained. True. That's true. Yeah. We'll be right back more with Kristen Burt, Tom Bernard Show. I'm Brad Huckle, president of North American Banking Company. Ask one of our bankers what they love about business banking. They always say the relationship with a client. Case in point, True North Oral Surgery and Implants is a longtime customer with a growing practice. Their banker, Julie Marshall, knows the ins and outs of what they do. So when they need working capital, an equipment loan, or funds for expansion, they call Julie. Are you looking for a banker you can count on? Give us a call. This is Tom. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. If you've noticed your vision getting cloudy, blurry, or dim, or having more difficulty seeing at night, you could have cataracts. Tom here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care. Whiting Clinic is best known for their fabulous LASIK results. You've heard me rave about them for years, but did you know they do much more? They do, and I'm here to tell you about my wonderful experience having cataract surgery at Whiting Clinic. I'm at that age where my vision started to fade, so I called up the folks at Whiting Clinic. They helped me out right away. My cataract surgery was super easy, and thanks to the Whiting Clinic, my vision is top-notch once again. Of course, Whiting Clinic has the most advanced lens technology and vision options available, so I can see far away and up close without wearing any glasses. If you've been told you have cataracts or you're wondering why things just aren't as clear as they used to be, call the experts at Whiting Clinic or go to whitingclinic.com to learn more. See the folks at Whiting Clinic in order to see your very best. And don't forget to tell them that I sent you. You shake my nerves and you rattle my brain. Too much in love drives a man insane. You broke my will. But what a thrill. Goodness gracious, great balls of fire. I'll have you love for the part of this money. Kristen Burt with us, ladies and gentlemen. You hear that man singing right there, Kristen? I did. Jerry Lee Lewis one time. At 4 o'clock in the morning, pulled up to the gates at Graceland. (laughs) After claiming that Elvis begged him to come visit. Uh, That's right. Right. Elvis called him up at 3.30 in the morning, begged him to come over. So he's at his gate at 4 o'clock in the morning. And the guy says, I can't let you in here. It's 4 o'clock in the morning. When Elvis invited me over here, I just let me in because Elvis wants to see me. The guy says, I'm sorry, sir. I can't do that. I can't let you in. 
Jerry Lee Lewis goes, oh, all right. He backs up his Rolls Royce. You're talking about a brand-new Rolls Royce. He backs it up out of the driveway, floors it, and smashes the gates down. He got as far as the front door of the house before they tackled him <laughs> and called the cops. <laughs> and I love the fact that they ask Elvis, well, what do you want us to do with him? Take him to jail. Take him to jail. He didn't even help him out. He's just like, yep, get rid of him. Take him to jail, man. And Elvis was known, of course, for opening fire on TV sets and things like that. Yeah. I don't know. It's a whole different world. There's some really pretty good TV out there. And I tell you what, Krista, we talked about this, I think, last week. I've been very, very lucky. Catherine and I have been very lucky. have been seeing some really, really good movies over some of them released last year even. Uh, one from a couple of years ago, The uh, Dressmaker, which was just fantastic. But I've seen a couple of really, really good movies. I went and saw Winchester, and I really liked it because I looked at it differently than most people. How did you look at it differently? To me, it was very clearly, and you have to remember, my father was schizophrenic. To me, it was very clear that she was schizophrenic, and the doctor who was there examining her was addicted to laudanum and therefore was having visions himself. It was all about having visions, to me. It was not a ghost story at all. I mean, my father saw the devil once when I was, I think, seven years old. Have you ever visited the Winchester House? It's fascinating. I really want to see it. It's so cool. I would love I to see it. I thought as a kid, and now I'm like, and now I want to go back as an adult because I remember I, I went. I was living in Boston at the time, and my mom took us, and I, it still has stuck in my brain because I was like, the story was so strange and weird, you know, as a kid, and you're like, this is fascinating. Yeah. And, and it's it's been something that's been on my bucket list to revisit. I definitely have to go visit it someday because see, I think if you're going looking for it to be a ghost story, you're going to be disappointed because it's there are a couple of jump out at your scenes and all the rest of it. But looking at the way she saw the world, and I believe she was definitely, she was at least bipolar, probably schizophrenic, would be mm-hmm. my guess. And I did not realize that one, one of the big things that bothered her was her ancestors invented a gun, which gave an automatic win to the North over the South in the Civil War because the Winchester repeater rifle was such a superior weapon to what the rebels had. They had no chance of winning that war. And now last count, set, and she it's not mentioned in the movie, but the Civil War, the last count, 750,000 people were killed in that war. Wow. I mean, that is amazing. <clears throat> How many people were even in America back in 1860? I mean, seriously, there mm. couldn't have been... What are you talking? Maybe about fifty million. Got it. 50, Prob- sixty yeah, million. Probably not more than. Let's see. Was it say twenty-three million? That's it. No. So I one third the population was, or no. almost one. No, 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 no one no, third. Sorry. That would have been be, uh, right. right. Uh, uh, I was thinking uh, seven million, not seven hundred thousand. Yeah. In eighteen sixty, the population of America was determined to be thirty-one million four hundred forty-three thousand. Five percent. That is unbelievable. That that, what would you say? Five percent of the population isn't it five percent? Yeah, pretty yeah, close. Five yeah. percent of the population was killed during the Civil War. Yeah, and wow. and that'd be that'd be ten percent of men because mostly were men. There were not a lot of women that were yeah, killed during the Civil War. Yeah, that's very very true. I didn't know there were four million slaves in America either. That I did not know. Wow, that's a way bigger number than I would have ever thought. Me too. I thought there was like four or five. So twenty five percent of the po- no, not twenty five percent of the population were slaves. No, but about. Right, they wouldn't have counted them in the census. Yeah, they Remember, wouldn't they have counted them in the census. They weren't uh, people. property. Oh, yep. yeah. That's, so there were actually, when you count the slaves, there were 
there were what 35 36 million people living in the United States and that but yeah it really bothered her a lot that the the Winchester rifle is such a superior weapon that that it was designed to mass murder people but when you look at it if you, if you, if you've seen it and you didn't like it go back and watch it from a different perspective that the doctor is a drug addict because he certainly was he was on laudanum what four or five times a day which is going to make you see things is it not doc yes i'm trying to think of what laudanum is is it laudanum like a narcotic is, is it was a narcotic yeah okay oh he's going after his uh, phone he's going to look I'm it up going on my glasses just look at my phone laudanum yeah but huh. she uh yeah, yeah she would see specific she would read up on people that were killed by Winchester rifles, and then and then she would they would appear to her. So if you look at it as a movie about mental illness, not about ghosts, it's a really good movie. Mm. You know, it depends on how you look. And at Helen it. Mirren's a great actress. Oh my yeah. God, is she good? Oh, she is. You're absolutely right. She is so good; it is unbelievable. And the guy who's the guy who plays a doctor because he was on he was on a TV series. I can't remember where I saw him before, but he was terrific as well. Everybody in it was really good, actually. <clears throat> but, yeah, I want to get out and see. 11% on Rotten Tomatoes. Now, one of the problems you Ooh. have is most people who rate movies are morons. So what does that tell you? <laughs> well, I don't think people were looking for a different kind of scare. See, it's they like, were, To me, yes. The Others yep. is not so much a ghost story. It's a really good psychological thrill. Absolutely. Great but then, movie. But then people really wanted the scare factor yep. and that's not what they got with that and a lot of people walked away disappointed now it's become kind of a cult favorite people go really back to it and they're movie. like wow this was really good but it was because it was a heady movie it wasn't just yep. gore and, and Tom, in your you face. like outside the box too when it comes to oh i absolutely too. love outside the box as far as yeah see i don't like i don't like this is how stupid i am this shows you how in touch i am with this kind of thing i'm sitting at home i'm by myself my wife and my children abandoned me way to go don't worry about my feelings. But anyway, um, I got nothing to watch and whatever. And so I'm just scrolling through the movies that are available. And I go, oh, this uh, this one looked like it might be okay. It's about, you know, a guy messing with people psychologically and blah, blah, blah. I start playing the movie. I'm like, holy God, it was Jigsaw. I didn't know Jigsaw was the same as Saw. All they do is torture oh, yeah. people. They torture people. I only torture lasted. Porn. Yeah, I, I, I lasted about twenty minutes and went. I can't watch this. And that's the reason why living with Jigsaw and uh, working with Jigsaw, uh, those videos that the that, that one uh, PR company oh, yeah, did you were are so about funny. That. They're very funny. Have you seen you those, Kristen? You've talked about them. No, I haven't. Oh, well, there 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 are two two videos on on YouTube, and one is called uh, "Working with Jigsaw" and the other is "Living with Jigsaw." And they have that uh, that animated puppet there, and in the situation that they put these people in, it's all humorous, but it just goes consistent with the movies. You know, it's just a terrible. Movies are awful. Good lord! Oh my gosh! You know, I'd like to point out it's probably your fault I watched it because you told me about living with Jigsaw, so I, pro- I probably thought it was one of those comedies. Yeah. I, oh, way are, to go, Ralph! They are one of the, the, that uh, uh, that uh, working with Jigsaw is one of the funniest things I have ever seen. I want to ever seen just the way he appro- the way he approaches it and what he says to people he, because he, he's in office typical officer situations and he's and he says I want to play a game and then he goes through the same kind of jigsaw but it's just absolute nonsense. So well, you know that's the way it happens. Kristen, what do you got on your plate these days? What do you got to go? Oh, I did get a copy of Wonder. I'm going to hold off on watching it until I see Catherine though. 
because they want to. I've see- heard that I haven't seen Wonder, and they really thought that it was going to make a play for award show season because with Julia Roberts, um, they really started pushing it, and it just did grab hold. But everybody I know who has seen it has said it's really great. So yeah. maybe not awards worthy, but um, I think people find it kind of a heartwarming story. Yeah, R.J. Palacio is the one who wrote it, and I, we just interviewed her on this show last week, and she was a terrific interview. Um, something's opening this Friday that looks pretty good. What, uh, I think Natalie Portman's in it. What is that? Oh, Annihilation. Only I would think, hey, it sounds great, Annihilation. Yeah. Sounds really good. <laughs> that one's been kind of a mixed bag when it comes to... Oh, really? Um, yeah, yeah. It's definitely one of those that people are like... Um, I know my friend, I was just talking about it last night. My friend saw it before the uh, premiere, and she said it was not that great. See, it's too bad because I love the people. Natalie Portman, Jennifer Jason Lee, I've always liked her. Gina Rodriguez is in it. There are a bunch of good people in it. It's it's too So it's not good, huh? No, but I saw Red Sparrow already, which is coming out next week. And what's that, that about again? super interesting with J-Law, uh, Jennifer Lawrence. I always refer to her as J-Law now. Oh, Jennifer God. Lawrence. Is Get off it. my it's porch. It's a spy thriller. Oh, it's a sci-fi thriller? No, Russian spy thriller. Oh, Russian mm-hmm. spy thriller. Is Donald Trump in it? He is not, believe it or not. He's <laughs> living that out for real. That's for <laughs> you. That was just for it. you. That was for you from your brother. about it, and I'm ignoring all of the tweets because I'm like, I don't, I actually just don't care what he has to say anymore. I'm like, I'm kind of done. Did you block your brother again? <laughs> um, I have not because my brother knows better now than to um, start sending me Trump. Uh, paraphernalia, because you know what? It's in propaganda. Because honestly, at this point, he knows that I've got plenty of material to come back at him with. Yeah, they're not doing all that well in in Washington D.C. And I don't care what party we're talking; they're all nuts. They're all nuts. They really are. Both sides, and, yep. and nobody is. There's no one who's clear-headed and talking rationally. No. Um, really about trying to right the ship. Because honestly, this country, as you just said, is like going off course. So you know. I don't know where it's going. It's falling off into the ocean. <laughs> it's really sad, honestly. Well, you can thank social media for that because everybody now is a tough guy. Seriously. Twitter fault? Oh, I'm telling you, Twitter and Facebook and all the... Th- Seriously, I had a guy bitching at me last week, Kristen. Uh, I was sent... I don't go on social media, so a listener sent me the tweet, and a guy was bitching at me saying, Oh, my God, I hope he doesn't mention that he loves his wife on Valentine's Day. That's all we ever hear. So now I'm a bad guy because I love my wife on Valentine's Day. <laughs> That's hilarious. You love her other days of the year, too. I mean, oh, come on. Everyone wants that. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Unbelievable how, what they go after people about now. It's pretty amazing. But Red Sparrow looks like it's got, it's got uh, J-Law, your buddy J-Law. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got Joel Edgerton, and I really like Joel Edgerton. Uh, who else is in it? It's um, Jeremy Irons. Jeremy Irons. Yeah, I really like him, too. Fantastic in it. Yeah, there's a lot. Jolie Richardson's in it. There's a lot of really good people in it. Don't you yeah, feel like they've not- lifted the story from the Black Widow's character from Marvel, though? Yeah, you think? It's based on off of a book, but uh, yeah, sim- similar type of story. <laughs> it's not perfect by any means. Right. But I I thought it was enjoyable, um, and I like that. Even though J Law doesn't have like the perfect Russian accent, she kind of goes in and out a little bit. <laughs> I like that. I liked that it was like out of the box for her. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I wasn't going in going, this is a movie and I know how she's going to act and I know how this is going to play out. Yeah. It was a little bit more unexpected. 
I did, uh, Christian, I did want to ask you. We didn't, uh, uh, Doug just brought up uh, I'm sorry, uh, the the idea of uh, of Marvel or Marvel Comics. That is a juggernaut. First of all, it's Dave and it's Marvel. Dave, I know, and I'm Marvel. Doug, Doug and Marvel. And Marvel. I'm throwing off. I'm, I'm throwing, well, I'm starstruck. Chris, 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 she star, she, I'm starstruck. We're going to start calling you Rafe. <laughs> you should call me Rafe. Rafe. Marvel. I just like how fancy it is. I'm going to the Marvel Black Panther. Yeah, that's, right. <laughs> so that, that's, that, that's, that's what I referred to when I, when I was in high go. school. So, but, you know, they have so much money. I mean, I just cannot comprehend the the amount of money and they're bringing out this they're they're all these movies are supporting this giant blockbuster two-piece movie where they're going to bring all these characters together mm-hmm. i can't imagine yeah, how much avengers mo- is coming back and, and you know here's the thing too with black panther people are seeing it multiple times they're not i mean i've had friends that have already seen it three times in the first weekend alone wow they don't have friends so i mean and when you're having it and like, think about it here in L.A. We pay 17 sometimes $20 yeah, a yeah. This is, I mean, this is a juggernaut, especially Black Panther. Um, and Have I, you, you know, actually seen it? Th- I want to say something to everyone, just to, Ryan Coogler directed Black Panther, mm-hmm. and of course he did Creed. I would love for everyone to go back and discover his Fruitvale Station, which was his very first movie. And um, it, he's an amazing filmmaker. He's really three for three as a director, which is kind of unbelievable. But people should go back and discover Fruitvale because it really was a fantastic film. Fruitvale? Yeah. So f- the word fruit um, and then V-A-L-E. So it's one word. Fruit so is it a based. town or something? It's based off of um, um, a, a place in Sacramento. So, and it's a kind of a biographical drama, um, and it was about the death of um, Oscar Grant. It was a man who was killed in 2009 at a BART station. Which oh, is, um, yeah. Metro yeah. That, I've and seen that movie. That's so a good well movie. Done. That's a really good and, movie. And Michael B. Jordan stars in it, who is, you know, kind of stuck with Ryan Coogler through all of this. Right. And, um, but if, if people are looking to sort of discover or they're really enjoying Ryan Coogler films, go back and watch the first one if you haven't seen it yet. Okay, we'll be back in just a couple of seconds. Uh, Kristen Burt with us. Got Doug here. Got Rafe. Everybody's in studio. Be right back, Tom Bernard. Just like all of you, I had been hearing about my pillow and was skeptical that it was as great as everyone says. Well, I received my first my pillow and I love it. It's very comfortable. Stays in that same exact position all night. Fantastic. Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow, has a very special offer for Tom Bernard Show listeners. MyPillow is offering more than 50% off his four-pack special, which includes two premium MyPillows and two go-anywhere pillows. If you're looking for a great night's sleep, now is the perfect time to get your first MyPillow. If you already know how great the MyPillow is, why not give them to everyone you know? Call 800-516-5146, use promo code TOM, or go to MyPillow.com. But make sure you use promo code TOM. Call 800-516-5146 and use promo code TOM. That's 800-516-5146, promo code TOM. This is Tom, and I want to tell you a story about camping. A guy named Tim, his back pain, and his angry wife. You see, Tim went camping with his family, but he aggravated his recurring back problem a couple of days before when he was golfing with his buddies. His wife had to set up the campsite and do all the heavy lifting, and Tim couldn't do a whole lot with the two kids. Tim was not a happy camper. And neither was his wife. The following Monday, Tim's wife got him an appointment at Hopkins Health and Wellness Center, a DMR method clinic. Their team of physical therapists and chiropractors figured out what was really wrong with his back, quickly got him out of pain, and taught him how to keep it from coming back. And what did Tim say was the biggest benefit of finally handling his back problem? 
Happy wife, happy life. DMR Clinics are a group of physical therapists, chiropractors, and allied medical spine specialists that can help you feel better fast. They have a 96% success rate. It's covered by insurance, and you don't need a referral. They have convenient locations in Hopkins, Woodbury, Rogers, and Blaine. For a free consultation, go to dmrmethod.com. That's dmrmethod.com. So, Kristen Burt with us, ladies and gentlemen. Kristen, I have to ask you a question. How would someone go about getting still shots from Creed 2 to post on the internet? How does that happen? Um, well, are they official shots or are they someone who snuck onto the set? They're official shots. Um, well, you know what? I shouldn't say that. Somebody took two pictures of Sylvester Stallone. Because uh, in the movie, in Creed, if you remember, he has lymphoma. I think it's lymphoma that he suffers from. Mm-hmm. So obviously in Creed 2, the lymphoma has kicked into high gear. So they took a couple of pictures of him in full makeup, dying of cancer, and then posted on uh, social media last night that Sylvester Stallone had died and put those pictures up there. Oh, yeah. And so he's alive and well. Um, <laughs> Why would yes, you do fact, that? And like in real life, he's alive and well. There's no you know, death hope. I think, you know, here's the thing. I, I, I think that oftentimes uh, there's a lot of like iPhone photos that are taken by wardrobe and hair and makeup mm-hmm. and stuff like this. Right. Um, so that they can have, um, they need to have like continuity from scene to scene, from day to day, that type of thing. My guess is that. Um, someone from hair and makeup sent it to like their mom or someone and then yeah that happens a lot you have to be really careful about um, who you send photos to and you'd be surprised at how things get out so I have a feeling someone (laughs) on the set you know probably was just like mom look it's Sylvester Stallone the makeup I did isn't this cool and then you know there might be like a rogue family member that went into mom's phone took the photos and then starts posting them and then reported that Sylvester Stallone is dead, so he hopped on Twitter or Facebook, right? I think, in all honesty, this is it has nothing to do, and that's not putting Christian on. I think this is more of a viral marketing plan from, the, from the company because you leak Could pictures be. like that out in a stupid story like this, it gets people's attention, and now yeah. they're gonna now. How do you build the hype? You can't build the story around the fact that you want people to come see it because Rocky's gonna finally die. So this is the way you kind of leak that information so that you're going to draw the Rocky people in to come see it. Because a lot of people either were lukewarm or loved Creed. I thought Creed was good. Yeah. But right. I think a real-life death hoax is a little dramatic. I mean, that is like when people said Kim Kardashian staged her own kidnapping um, and robbery in Paris. In like, Paris, me, yeah. That's just a little too, too dramatic. As Sylvester Stallone is a man who's what? He's in his 60s, almost 70s. Yeah. I don't think I'd be staging... Death well, I don't think he did. Hope. I'm saying I think this is more of a, a, a viral marketing tool. They've done this with other. I mean, and to say that well, people wouldn't do this, some of these people leak their own sex tapes to get attention. No. No. It happens. I don't Not know if you guys Paris are aware Hilton. of that. I mean, somebody like <laughs> Paris Hilton. So I think people are willing to do stuff that'll, and it, it probably had nothing to do with Stallone. He probably wasn't in on the idea at all, but somebody Yeah, just, but if I were Sylvester Stallone, who still has enough clout in Hollywood and found out that this is a viral marketing thing, heads would roll. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's death. It's not, you know what I mean? Right. Like, it's not, it's not <laughs> like, oh, this is a funny little rumor about me. This is like, I'm dead. <laughs> and he's got daughters. 
I don't know. I don't think that would be a great viral marketing campaign. Well, Wasn't it Hemingway that said the uh, rumors of my death have been greatly exaggerated? Because <laughs> people oh, kept reporting them, yeah. on the fact he was dead. Yeah, and then finally, you know, yeah. kind of took care of that. I, the one that really shocked me, and I, the viral marketing campaign I found out later on, but uh, when that story came out that Kim Kardashian had had sex with more than one man, I what? couldn't. I just couldn't believe it. At the time? Did you faint? <laughs> he goes with, uh, at a time. She seems so virginal. Yeah, yeah. She, she really did. There's no question about it. Um, so as far as TV is concerned, a lot of great new stuff on television. So there's a couple of movies coming out this week. What's the next uh, movie that you really, really want to see that might not be coming out for a, for a month or two? Mm, good question. I'm like, what am I really, really looking forward to? I was like, I can't even think like of anything off the top of my head, honestly. Solo. Um, but oh, I will Solo's say, you know, what, you know what excited me, though? It's kind of interesting. The Mr. Rogers move they're doing with Tom. I do want to see that. Yes, I do want to see. I mean, that's just moving into production now. We're probably not going to see that until 2019. And yesterday was 50 years of Mr. Rogers' movie. Oh, it was? Yes. And I also want to say uh, that there is a documentary that is coming out um, in June about um, Fred Rogers and his show and everything else and how campaign for funding for public television, which we're probably going to have more congressional hearings coming up, because I think there's probably going to be some cuts coming that way. Right. Um, but that'll be coming out in June. It's called Won't You Be My Neighbor. It premiered at Sundance this year. So just for anyone that wants to put that on their radar. I have heard he, one of the nicest men ever born. I heard he was just a great guy. Yeah. Kind of sad. I used to watch him, honestly, God, as a teenager, I still watch Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood because <laughs> he was just kind of a laid-back guy. He's like, ah. you know, I think part of that was, though, National Lampoon's Radio Dinner, the album, because Mr. Roberts' Neighborhood was on there with Bill Murray starring as a, a musician. It was one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my entire life. When she plays the bass, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a violin. Sip, it's bigger. Was a hell of a lot bigger. <laughs> I mean, it was very, very funny. Yeah, I'm looking at the uh, releases. It's not looking all that great. It's all Annihilation, Aquaman, Tomb Raider, uh, Pacific Rim, Venom, Horror, Ocean's Eight, Red Sparrow, Early Man. That's uh, that's claymation, isn't it? Yeah. It is, that's claimed. Yeah, I think that's the guy. Uh, I think it's the last uh, works from the guy that came up with the Wallace and Gromit. It is, yeah. Right. Yep, that's exactly right. It's Wallace and Gromit. Mamma Mia. They're making a movie again. out of Mamma Mia. They did. This Cher. is a sequel. Oh, this is Cher a sequel? Is, come on. You, it is. It's a sequel, and, and Cher is in it, and it's going to be so campy and like ridiculous. And I wouldn't suggest probably spending $20, $15, whatever your movie theater is on it. But I would say when it's on Netflix on a rainy day, you're probably going to love it. Mamma Mia. I, I was forced to go see Mamma Mia in the uh, when it was a stage play. Oh, yeah. I cannot name it? one ABBA song that I like. Not one. Really? I can't Mama stand ABBA. Are you a commie? Yeah, I must be a commie. Who doesn't like ABBA? I hate ABBA. Really? People that aren't communists. They're cause... fun at, like, <laughs> um, right. weddings and stuff. Right. What? The weddings. Like, you can go dance to a good ABBA song. No, we played Ray Parker Jr. at our <laughs> wedding. It was wonderful. With Ghostbusters? No, no, we played Jack and Jill. Well, good thing you didn't play I'm in Love with the Other Woman. I'm in Love that would have been with bad the Other for the wedding. Woman, yeah. Because yeah. especially if it were played for Catherine. So, you know what I'm saying. How about Danny Trejo's new movie, Survivor's Guide to Prison? 
Oh, Danny. Do you I know like, anything about that? He person? was actually in prison. Mm-mm. Danny Trejo out here runs a taco stand right. and also a donut shop. <laughs> and he's there, right? You can find him at the taco stand a lot of you times. You can. You find him at the taco stand. He's at the donut shop a lot, too. So um, I always laugh because I'm like, that's when I think of Danny Trejo, I know he's a terrific character actor. Mm-hmm. That's what I, I'm always like, mm, donuts, mm, tacos. How about Death Wish? Oh, Death Wish. With Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis, that's right. It is Bruce That Willis. looks like it's oh, going to be really good. You know what good. else I'm looking forward to? I forgot. Incredibles 2. Yeah, Incredibles too. That's coming out in June. Yeah, oh, I love that Disney was one of my Pixar. favorite Pixar movies. Yeah, it, that was really really good. So that's good. I so for me, Black Panther. You can have Avengers. Forget it. Ant Man. Forget it. I will go see the Incredibles. Solo. A Star Wars story. Forget it. Jurassic World. Jurassic World was one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my entire life. Wow. Horrendous. Horrendous. They lost movie. me when they had. Um, Bryce Dallas Howard like running through the jungle in heels. I'm like, come on. In heels, yes. They promised her no heels for the for the sequel. They did. That <laughs> did was part of it. Yeah. He said, good. I promise when you come back for the sequel, we'll, we'll let you wear gym shoes. So, so far I've got Incredibles 2, which is a kid's movie, which shows you where my brain is, and the rest of them I have no interest in seeing. Tomb Raider, A Wrinkle in Time. Who's... Who's going to be in Tomb Raider? Tomb Raider Eight or what is uh, it? No, it's a reboot now of Tomb Raider, so it's a whole oh, new. It's, it's a whole new outfit. Boy. Yeah. None of those movies that have come from games have been good. None of them. Actually, the first Tomb Raider with Angelina Jolie was pretty good, and oh, I, at least I thought so. Oh, that was awful. Good. Really, you didn't oh, like it? Jeez. You know, after seeing the tight clothes and the lips, and I was like, man, this gets old. Wait a minute, though. Tomb Raider, the 2018 version, has Walton Goggins in it. I love Walton Goggins. If you don't know who that is, he was a bad guy on uh, on Justified. He was a bad hillbilly. He was a head hillbilly kind of crazy bastard. He, Walt, that's Walton Goggins right there. That's his picture yeah. right there. He, he just, he's a hell of an actor. Did you ever watch uh, Justified at all, Kristen? I didn't. I tell you, it was really well acted by Timothy Oliphant and Walton Goggins. Really, really well acted. I uh, I never missed an episode. Loved it. And the final the final scene and the final episode, I can't tell you too much about because people are watching it. But it was one of the few series that ended well. He went, yeah, that's how it should have ended right there. In other words, nothing like Seinfeld. I still can't believe they ended Seinfeld the way they did. It really? was so dumb. It was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Well, now they have an Ocean's Eight, which is all women. It looks like right. It's Danny I'm Ocean's kind of sister. I'm looking forward to that. It's oh, it's Danny cat. Ocean's sister. Yeah, Sandra Bullock plays Danny Ocean's oh, sister. Oh, okay. Okay, so you said. Come on, we love Sandra Bullock. Yeah, I do she like Sandra Bullock. Movie. I do like mm-hmm. Sandra Bullock a lot. So I should go see that. I think so. I'm going to go see it. Kate Blanchett, I like a lot. Anne Hathaway's pretty good. Mindy Kaling, mm-hmm. I can't stand. Sarah I'll fly Paulson. To Minnesota and we can go see it together. Yes, come, I'll buy the popcorn. Come, and buy, come to Minnesota. Uh, Sarah Paulson's in it. Sarah Paulson, I think, is highly underrated. I think she's very well respected in TV. Yeah. I don't know why she's not a bigger movie star, like winning all of the Oscars. Okay, I'm going to have to give up my life if I read things like this again. There's an actress in Ocean's Eight. She plays the character Constance. You know what her real name is? What? Aquafina. <laughs> Aquafina as Constance. Aquafina. She's named after a <laughs> bottle of water. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. No, they named her after the fine water. Let's be honest. <laughs> yes, that's right. Uh, I might go see that. Helena Bottom Carter's in it. I love Helena Bottom Carter. Hey, the one after Aquafina is not that much better. Uh. 
Oh, Rihanna's in it as nine ball. I've heard of eight ball, but I've never heard of nine ball. What is nine ball? Come on, Kristen, you're a drug addict. What's a nine ball? Exactly. I was like, I'm like, you're asking the wrong person. I'm like, I don't even smoke weed. I'm so square. <laughs> I'm like, it's legal here in California. And I'm like, meh. <laughs> so. Man, I'm flipping through the list for 2018. There's really not much grabbing me outside of the no. superhero movies, which you have no interest in. Which I have no interest in. Man, I don't know. This Ocean's 8... Do you think any of these women are going to use their looks as part of uh, the deception? No. What? I, 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 well, if I was a woman, I'd be it's very uncomfortable with this movie. It's a really amazing wardrobe. Yeah, they're just going to use, but they, the, fit, the clothes won't be fitted, will they? Of course they will be fitted. Oh. Exactly what you want. You want oh. like a tight-fitting suit or a tight-fitting dress? Come on. You know that's going to happen. Yeah. Well, that's okay. part Bro- of the whole thrill of it. The whole thrill. Oh, okay. for, yeah, the thrill. Broken Lizard is back with uh, Super Troopers 2, Tom. Oh, God, I hated that movie yeah, so, so much. I, I don't oh, understand I the fascination it. with people loving that movie. I don't either. There's a subculture for everything. I guess. Okay, now forget the pushing Jimmy Kimmel down, but I do have a new request <laughs> on the red carpet. Okay. I'm sorry, what was that? I said, Cut up. forget forget about Jimmy Kimmel being pushed down. We'll just move on past that because you probably don't want to do that so you don't get arrested exactly because i I am going to call you for bail yes (laughs) so when you're on the red carpet for the movie oceans eight when it debuts i want you (laughs) i want you to do me a favor and when you're interviewing aquafina i want you to say you know i remember constance from the book and you kind of watered her down (laughs) 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 it was kind of watered down version that she did of constance and i'm not i wasn't really all that happy with you think so so now i'm going to get banned from ever interviewing (laughs) that publicist anyone that publicist represents i will get banned they don't have any sense of humor you can you can say it doesn't float my boat (laughs) you know you do exactly i'm gonna tell you in 2018 there is very little humor on the red carpet it's yeah i could see that sense of humor as a country i think the humor of the red carpet is that when they put up the background for the red carpet behind the background is a t-shirt shop to the left is Ripley's Believe It or Not. And right. up at two or three blocks away is where all, all of the prostitutes live or are working. And then four or five blocks south are where the transsexual prostitutes are. It's a it's a it's an odd, odd, odd neighborhood. Now we know where Ralph stops when he's there. You got your hash pipe with you when you're going down there? <laughs> Boy, I tell you. That's the way that <laughs> yeah, neighborhood you know, Hollywood has cleaned up a bit. Um, however, it's still there's a lot of um, a lot of shooting still there. It's yeah. kind of amazing because you sit there and like tourists like swarm the area because the Dolby's there and the Walk of Fame and you know uh, TCL Chinese Theaters next door and Madame Tussauds. But I'll tell you, like at nine o'clock, you really don't want to be hanging around there because yeah. I, there's yeah. shooting there at least once a month. Hey, who needs it? Right? Who you needs need to that. be shot? Not on dead. your vacation. All right. I've told you this before, and I'm going to tell you again. Your hour goes by in about five minutes, and I blame you. I love that. It's, I'll take that as a compliment. It is a high compliment. This hour goes by so quickly every week, it angers me. So <laughs> we will talk to you next week. Sounds good. Have a great one, you guys. You, you too. too. Thanks very much. Thanks. Kristen Burt, ladies and gentlemen, entertainment reporter in Los Angeles, will be back. Whoops, my mic went. What the hell are you doing over there? He just gets the Sicilian at the board. You see what happens? <laughs> he dropped the meatball on the button, Tom. Give <laughs> exactly. him a break. Sorry about that. We'll be back. Tom Bernard Show.